G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You may have caught some of the latest news coming out of the nation of South Africa. Looters have been running riot across the country, burning down shops, malls and vehicles with impunity. All this with huge numbers affected by the COVID pandemic and inability to even get medical attention. Well, let's get an update on what's been happening in South Africa as the nation descends into chaos. Ben Campbell leads the Australasian arm of the ministry, African Enterprise. Ben's back with us. Ben, welcome back to 2020. Lovely to be back with you, Neil. Ben, you've got teams on the ground in South Africa. What sort of things are you hearing? Uh, look, one of the stories that stood out to me most was our team in the leadership centre there in uh, Peter Maritzburg, which is right in the heart of where, where the riots were occurring. Um, and one of the gentlemen there was saying that, you know, even as he was meeting with us, um, you know, it was around about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, his time in the morning hours, um, and he was saying, look, I'm listening out to every sound that could possibly be out there right now. Um, there could be a mob that's coming. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and that sense of vulnerability, that uncertainty, that fear, that the same rioting that was occurring in all the malls um, and shops in that area could potentially unfold onto uh, African Enterprise in the in the office there. So it's, it was pretty scary. Yes, when your own team is at risk. I've heard it described as something like a war zone. Is that the sort of thing you're hearing? Yeah, as this gentleman was saying, there was gunshots at, uh, at night. Um, and if anyone chooses to, yeah, to look up things on, on the internet, on Google, um, you'll see that there's uh, ransacked shops that's broken glass. Uh, there's rubbish strewn all over the, the road. Um, there's tired trucks, cars burning. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's certainly a scene of devastation. Uh, that's for sure, Neil. Do you know much about what has sparked all of this unrest? I know it's around the arrest of Jacob Zuma and uh, it's just ignited uh, a land which has been enraged because of despair over poverty. Uh, What are you aware of with the foundations of what's happened? Yeah, underlying the the issue exacerbated by the COVID situation um, is just this economic disparity, um, uncertainty, crisis, poverty. Uh, around 40% of COVID deaths in Africa are occurring in South Africa. Um, there are yeah, significant issues, um, you know, in terms of inequality. Um, so that is just, it's been boiling for a long time and it's gone on for, for you know, a very, very long time. But this particular situation... You know, uh, they have, uh, Zuma has his supporters, um, it's ignited into protests, and so then you have the opportunism of the criminal elements that are getting in there and destroying uh, uh, products and shops and stealing. Then you have the opportunistic mob 
um, and some of whom I've seen in interviews are just saying, look, you know, we don't have anything or much, um, so we're going to take what we possibly can. Uh, so, yeah, there's that underlying, um, you know, it's the poverty and the the economic inequality, the, the informal settlements or slums uh, that, that just have such a significant population of people uh, living, in some cases, uh, below the poverty line. Um, and so, yeah, they see there's an opportunity, they get incited by people, maybe there's, there's some form of incentive involved, and it just goes from there. And of course, when supermarkets can't be restocked, uh, nothing on the shelves, and when people can't even get to a hospital for treatment of injuries they've received, even in rioting and uh, regular necessities for uh, medical attention, that sort of thing just a- exacerbates it all the more. Uh, it, it sure does. And, and the great thing is that for every person that is doing the wrong thing, there are multiple people who are doing the right thing. Um, and so there's been organised groups of people who have been protecting their suburbs at great risk to themselves whilst the, you know, they wait for the police or the reserves to, to turn up and offer some form of protection to shops. Um, and in some cases where those shops and malls still exist, um, it's it's closely managed uh, so that people will line up and hopefully get some you know vital products. But yes, for those people who've you know gone and destroyed um, you know shops, in, in some cases have destroyed the actual pipeline distribution centres themselves. So you know it's likely that there's going to be food insecurities um, in that side of um, the you know the the country for many months ahead. It does appear to be a very tragic situation and the work of African Enterprise and Ben, your outfit, primarily an evangelistic operation but what sort of things have you been called to do to change direction to be able to provide any sort of support for people on the ground in South Africa? Yeah, well, it's going to be an extension of what we've been doing during the COVID crisis where people were locked down and when you have subsistence living, people living from hand to mouth, um, needing to go out um, to to sell products to buy food for that day, and they're in lockdown, you you know you end up in a pretty awful situation. People crowding around certain charitable groups to to get food, um, and which and then in turn leads to a, a worsening of the virus because of the crowd, the crowding, and and, and so forth. Um, so the work of African Enterprise in this particular scenario will involve sharing the good news of Jesus and practical assistance at the same time. Um, and certainly one of the things that we're focusing in on right now is raising funds to be able to draw food from, I guess, wherever we can within South Africa um, to carefully and uh, strategically distribute them um, with the good news of Jesus as well. And what is it a sign of? It's, it's a sign of Christ's love for his people. Um, it's an outworking of showing the love of the church for people in need. Um, so that's, that's our goal, to, through, through um, good words and the gospel message, um, bring hope um, to um, you know, those various districts, suburbs, and South Africa and Africa more generally uh, through our work. I mean, you mention not only the dreadful social unrest, but compounded by COVID. 
any ideas what is happening with the COVID situation in South Africa? I mean, things are pretty bad from what I understand. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, it's around 40% of COVID deaths is occurring within South Africa itself. Now, whether or not that is because the counting is better than other parts of Africa, we're not exactly certain. Um, But, you know, within South Africa, there are a range of terrible epidemics, including HIV, um, that have just devastated that, that particular community. So South Africa is really suffering. Um, other parts of um, Africa are suffering in different ways. And we, we do have statistics in some areas and, and not in others. Um, in some countries, there's <laughs> one particular example springs to mind where the country's leader at the time said that um, prayer is what's keeping COVID out. And he refused to... Um, believe or refuse to accept that COVID actually existed within that country um, and it refused to accept vaccines. Now that particular leader passed away and a new leader's come on board and has taken a new approach. So you'll see differences in different parts of Africa, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it is causing um, uh, economic strife, situations, death, um, you know, issues in terms of medical centres, there's very few ventilators that are in Africa. And, you know, as far as the Delta variant, which is really um, taking the world by storm, I haven't heard much about it. But, you know, I think we really need to have our prayers for our friends in Africa, uh, that they might stay safe, be prepared um, for this, um, for the new variant that's coming out. Well, when you talk about the COVID crisis being one of many terrible epidemics and uh, the social unrest, the disintegration that's happening in South Africa right now, you mentioned the idea of prayer. Is there any particular specific prayer focus that you're calling for from African Enterprise? Absolutely. I think... Part of our mission here within Australia is to say that, w- that, that there are brothers and sisters in Christ in Africa. We're, one, we're part of the one body uh, in Christ. Um, and I believe that, you know, we have a duty to care for people right around the world, uh, including Africa, um, with care and support. So prayers are for, um, for the government, firstly, um, those people in authority, um, you know, we want Christians to be living a holy and peaceful life. I think that's number one for Africa. And then following on from then, the, all the, the various other prayers include um, health, well-being, economic security uh, for families, safety from disease. The, the list goes on. But just keeping Africa in prayers and particularly that, you know, that the whole continent might bow its knees to Christ. That's what we'd love to see. Um, We see that um, to an extent um, and possibly more nominally in sub-Saharan Africa where a large percentage of quite a number of countries see themselves as Christian. But in the north of Africa, you know, people are being uh, killed for their faith, particularly if they've brought somebody else into a relationship with Jesus. Um, So prayers for persecuted Christians, um, you know, in that area that we can bring the love of Jesus up into those northern parts of Africa, that would also be a a wonderful prayer point for listeners. 
Well, Ben, you remind us that Africa is a very big continent with lots of countries. And as we've had a focus on this disintegration that's been happening in South Africa, we're aware that there are so many crises that are facing other nations right throughout the continent of Africa. When it comes to African enterprise, uh, no doubt there'll be some listeners who'll be saying, well, I need to connect with African enterprise. They might be able to get a hold of some prayer points there. No doubt there are special needs on the ground everywhere throughout Africa that you might have for African enterprise. No doubt there's need for an extra friend or two to be a partner along with you, financial support for the good work that you do. So let me point people to africanenterprise.com.au. How do you connect with Ben Campbell? africanenterprise.com.au. And there will be some special needs. There will be needs for financial support, but certainly for those prayer warriors to have a focus on South Africa and other African nations. Ben Campbell leads the Australasian arm of the ministry, African Enterprise. Ben, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. God bless you and all the listeners. And thank you for praying and supporting our brothers and sisters in Africa. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.